0: August 30th, 2022. And I'm back sooner than you probably were expecting to hear from me. But I decided I wanted to uh, finish talking about my little trips and a couple other things. Uh, but I want to start out with a voicemail. I got a voicemail from um, Dave in Texas. Now, do I have the voicemail sound on here? I don't think so. Is this it? Nope, that's not it. I don't think I have it on here, but. Anyway, let's listen to this voicemail from Dave in Texas. David in Texas. Let's listen to this. Hey, Archer. It's Dave in Texas. Just wanted to let you know I really enjoyed your uh, show, your last show in New York City. I really like the long show. Uh, it's almost like the old days. Anyway, just want to let you know I appreciated it. Good show. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, Dave in Texas I really appreciate the feedback and the voicemail That is very sweet of you Um, He says it reminds him of the old shows Well, I don't know that I did long shows before or not Tell you the truth, I can't remember Um, Maybe they were 30 minutes long But, um, yeah This one might be a little bit long I don't know, I've got several things I want to talk about Um, Yeah, so um, Thank you, Dave I appreciate that I'm, I'm glad you're still listening, too so, um, I'll try to do a little bit longer show for you, David. Dave, David, I'm not sure which one it is. The uh, voicemail um, transcript on the Google Voice says David in Texas, but he just said Dave in Texas. I'm sure that's, you know, either way is fine. <laughs> but thank you, Dave in Texas. I do appreciate it very much. You just don't know. Okay, so I told you all about my trip to uh, uh, New York City with my husband on Friday's podcast, and I just wanted to say one more thing. I had one little observation that I forgot that I didn't talk about. And it could be controversial, but I don't really know uh, what the solution is. So just like in most major cities like Washington, D.C., uh, New York City has their population of homeless people. And I think a little bit different... um, So, for example, in Washington, D.C., we, my husband and I, we eat outside at restaurants all the time, like right on the sidewalk, or they have these even like, um, they have like one lane of the traffic blocked off on the road, and they have outdoor seating out there. Well, we even though we see homeless people, they they don't usually interact with you. Well, I noticed in uh, New York City that the homeless people Walk right up to your table and say, "Can you, you know, buy me a sandwich, or can you give me some money, or whatever?" And my husband says, "You know, don't look him in the eye; just avoid, you know, avoid um, interaction, stuff like that." Well, I, I just feel bad, and I, when someone starts talking to me, I want to talk back to them. So, um, I mean, I was, I was nice, but I didn't, you know, I didn't give him any money, and I didn't buy him any food, and I was just feeling a little bad about that, but I just, I don't know what, what to do. Like what is, what is the protocol for um, dealing with homeless people? Um, I mean, I know there's, uh, each person's situation is different, whether they chose to be homeless, whether they, um, you know, their, their life ended up in such a way because of either job or money or relationships or whatever that they, um, you know, Ended up in that situation and things like that. I will say that a lot of people who came up to us um, seem like they may have uh, mental issues or, you know, some, some kind of issue going on. Where it seems like they're not all, they don't have it all together, you know, when they're talking to you and stuff. So I mean, I anyway, I I just I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What what is the protocol? I mean, you can't give every homeless person you see money or food. You would be broke. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, it's a huge issue. I'm, I know, and it, it's um, you know, uh, confusing. And what do you do and stuff like that. And I know that there are cities who are doing things like. Um, they outdoor seating, like, uh, in plazas or whatever, they put these, um, metal grates on things so the homeless people can't sleep on them. Um, or they make their, their park benches a weird shape so they can't be uncomfortable to fall asleep on. I mean, you know, I just, I just don't know. I think it's, um, a never ending, uh, situation. So, um, yeah, I just, I just don't know what to do. But that was one of the observations that I forgot to talk about my uh, on my New York trip. And the thing is, every, as I said, every big city has their um, homeless population and what do you do about it? So there's that. Now, moving on, because I don't want to <laughs> have a big downer. Um, I said that I went on a, a bird watching trip. Well, the weekend right after our New York trip, Like We got back on a Tuesday, and then on Friday, um, I had planned a four-day weekend, Friday through Monday, to go to drive to Chincoteague Island on the Virginia eastern shore. Now, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, the geography of Virginia, but we've got the mainland um, state of Virginia and then Across the bay, across the Chesapeake Bay, there's a little chunk that also belongs to Virginia, and it's attached to a little chunk that belongs to Maryland, like where all the beaches are, like Ocean City, Maryland, and Bethany Beach, Maryland, and Rehoboth Beach, Maryland, and um, Lowe's, uh, what what is that called? Uh, I I can't remember. But anyway, the, the southern part of it belongs to Virginia, and that's where Chincoteague Island is, Assateague Island, and you might be familiar with the Assateague um, part of it because that's where the ponies live. The, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, not domesticated, they're wild. Wild horses, wild ponies that live on the island free and they can just roam and go wherever they want. And then there's there's this crossing of the, um, I guess it's the bay side where they cross some body of water and all the horses and ponies uh, run in the water. That happens once a year. Um, I didn't see that, but I did see the ponies that were there. And um, I will say that, you know, okay, great. It's just a bunch of horses and ponies that are just kind of grazing in the fields and stuff. And wasn't very exciting to me. <laughs> I mean, I know people love going there and seeing that, but I, I just, uh, I didn't really... Um, I didn't get excited about it. But anyway, because I was there for to uh, go bird watching because there's um, the Chincoteague National Wildlife Refuge there. And they have all kinds of trails and stuff. And it leads to the beach. It goes all the way up to the beach, which would be on the ocean side of the island. And, well, anyway, I drove down there on Friday. I say down there, really was across because it was literally due east from where our uh, D.C. is. Um, it was like a three and a half, three hours and 45-minute drive. So I got there. I left, um, I think, like at 8 o'clock in the morning on, on the Friday. Yeah. And got there around, it was actually closer to 12, so maybe it was closer to four hours. But anyway, I, I drove right, because I couldn't check into my hotel until like 3 o'clock. So I drove right to the National um uh, wildlife refuge. And I bought a week pass because it's either $10 a day or $25 for a week. Well, I knew I was going to be there for three days, at least three days watching, you know, looking for birds. So I went ahead and bought a week pass and part found the first, well, the guy told me the best place to want to do birds, um, was on the marsh trail. So I, you Know, went where he told me to go and parked the car and got my big camera out. And I say big camera because it's my uh Canon 80D with my big long 300 millimeter lens, I think it's 300 millimeters. Um, my big camera lens that I use for bird watching, anyway, I got that together and then I went on this uh marsh trail and I. Didn't really see any birds. Of course, I went there. By the time I got there, and I was walking, it was noon, so the sun was like right up in the sky, hot as shit, and not a lot of birds out. Which I, you know, was expecting that I wouldn't find too many birds the first day because I got there so late. But um, the the uh, trail was um, full of grass, and there was one little spot where you can um, go up on this um, elevated. Uh, deck-like thing, and you can look out over the marsh. And I did that. I climbed up there and uh, looked all around, didn't find any birds. And, of course, I was disappointed. So the trail itself was only like a half mile. so And it comes out onto a service road for like the, um, the what do they call them, the um, park rangers or whatever. They can drive on that road to, to do uh, whatever work they need to do. But anyway, I walked on that road for probably like another mile going north, and um still didn't see any birds. And then turned around and walked back. And by the time I got back to the car, I was soaking wet. I was so wet with sweat. And I had um, closed my exercise ring and the move ring and all this stuff. I was just, like, exhausted. So then I got in my car, cranked the air conditioning, and then I drove to the next uh, little parking lot. And that was where the... Um, um, visitor, visitor center was <laughs> you know me I'm old so I lose my words um, so I went to where the visitor center was and uh, talked to the people there and they were telling me when the best time to go bird watching was and they said this is not really the time <laughs> we're at the very very beginning of the migration back north of all the birds so um, they said you're not going to see very many birds on this trip and I was like okay well I have to you know, resign myself to that they suggested that I do a tour, like um, a boat tour around the bay side of the island, and because um, they, they said there's a lot more like um, waterfowl and stuff on that side of the island right now. So I mean, they didn't have an exact name of a company that I should use, but they they just said there's several on the island that you can take. So. Um, on that side, I, they told me that if you go along this um, one section of the road and pull your car off onto the side of the road, you might be able to see some birds in the water because like the water comes right up to the road. Um, you might be able to see some waterfowl there. So I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll drive around and do that. So I did. I drove over to um, where she was talking about, and I did take a, pic- take a couple pictures of some um, egrets and snowy egrets, and um, what was the other one? Um, I can't think of the name of it now. Losing my losing my words again. But um, there were some birds over there, and unfortunately, though I had already ha- I already have those birds. Now I should explain what I do when I say I already have that bird. Each year, starting on January first, I do a bird count, and I look for birds and I take photographs of them. And if it's a good picture, I'll count it. And you know, I keep track of how many birds I see for the year. Um, And before this trip, I was only up to 36 birds. So I, you know, pretty far behind this year because some years I will end with like 50 or 60 birds that I've photographed and seen. It just depends on how much time I dedicate to it. Um, It is, it's my, one of my hobbies and I will spend time doing it. But um, I guess in 2022, I didn't do too much of that because I only had 36 birds. However, that was more than I had last year in 2021 where we had COVID and shit like that. Um, I only had 35 last year. So, um, this year definitely is going to be more. So, um, then, uh, I, after, uh, photographing those birds, I drove around up to the beach where, um, on the ocean side and I got a couple, um, seagulls, you know, that's not really exciting either, but, um, I got some seagulls. So, um, then after that, I it was time to go to the hotel, and I was hot and sweaty. I was like, oh, my God, all I want is some air conditioning. So I went to the hotel. It was right at, right at 3 o'clock. I checked in, and, um, oh, my God, I wasted so much money on this hotel. This hotel was a shithole. Um, it was a day's in on Chincoteague Island, and not far from where the National Refuge uh, Wildlife Refuge was. But, um, I mean, it was really a shithole. Uh the just everything was gross. Like the um, vanity was falling apart. The the bathroom was dirty. There were cockroaches, which was driving me fucking crazy. Um, they did have Wi-Fi, and the air conditioning was working. So those were two benefits. Because for me, if the air conditioning is working, I can do it. I can I can live with it. Um, and the towels were like paper thin. And I was just like, oh my God, why am I spending so much money? Because for for three days, it was almost $600. And I was thinking to myself, why is this so expensive? And then I realized this is this was like the last week of the summer because a lot of the school, well, almost all the schools in Maryland start the next week. And same with uh, some lots of schools in Virginia started the next week. So it was the last weekend of um, full- uh, you know, like um, in season uh, rates and stuff. So that's why it was so expensive. I, I wasn't even thinking. I should have waited like a month, but I didn't. Anyway, so I was able to take a nap and cool off and, you know, play on the internet and stuff. And then um, I did some research that night and found a, uh, um, it's called, what was it called? I don't even know. I think it was called Acetique Explorer. And it's a, a boat company that will take you out on boat rides around, this one goes around the bayside side and um, shows you lots of things. It, it advertised seeing dolphins and advertising the ponies and lots of birds and stuff. So I said, I'll go ahead and do that. And um, it was like $60 and I'm like, I can I can deal with that. So um, it started at 9.30 the next morning. So I you know, got a good night's sleep. Uh, I don't think the bugs bother me because here's, here's what I figured out if I cranked the air conditioning down to like 61, well, that's as far as it would go, 61 degrees, then the bugs would like stayed hidden. Like the cockroaches didn't come out because they were cold and you know, bugs need heat. So um, I just kept it super cold there. And I didn't ended up not seeing them very much the rest of the weekend. But, um, and I kept that air conditioning at 61 degrees the entire week, and I you know, was paying for it, so why not? Anyway, so um, I did get a good night's sleep, and then I got up early and got myself together, and I was at the, I guess it's the dock um, on the bay side at, by 9.30, and um, the guy was getting the boat ready, and it, it was clearly marked and everything and parked across the street with no problem. And I walked up and the guy said, oh, are you here for the um, boat tour? And I said, yes. I said, do you need to see my email confirmation? He's like, no, 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 there's only going to be eight people today. So um, I, I, anybody who shows up and says they're on the tour, we'll just let them go on because the only way you would know is if you if you signed up online. So <laughs> I didn't have to show him anything. I didn't have to tell them what my name was or anything. I just got on the boat. And there were, there were about like eight people, well, I guess... Um, if you count the the two guys who are running the boat, 10 people all together. Um, and I sat right up at the front with my big camera and these, all these other people, they were not there to watch birds or look for birds. They were socializing and talking. there was a, like one family on there that was a mom and dad and two girls. And the one girl is like, she's in high school. And she sat next to me because they wanted the boat to be um, evened out on, in terms of weight on both sides of the so it was like four of us on one side and four of them on the other and then the two guys who were running the boat um anyway this girl was sitting next to me and as we were getting started going um and the boat was leaving the harbor there and going out into the bay this girl starts talking to me like um she wants to be my friend she's like oh what kind of camera is that what kind of photographs do you like to take um oh she's like oh i have a camera just she just goes on and on and i'm like kept turning kind of like turning away from her because I wanted to look for birds because there's going to be a lot of um, shorebirds and stuff as we're going out into the bay. And, um, she was driving me. Nuts. I think she eventually got the message because she stopped talking to me, but the rest of them, they were just talking the whole time. They weren't really looking for anything. But, um, I did see lots of birds on that trip. It was like the best part of the trip in terms of seeing birds. Um, uh, yeah, so I got a whole bunch of birds. I was going to, I was debating whether to tell you what the birds were yet, but I'm going to tell you that in just a minute. Um, so that trip lasted about an hour and a half, and then, of course, it was in the sun, so I was again sweaty and hot and sticky and stuff. So um, I wanted to give them time to clean my room, so I was like, I can't go back to the room. Let's go. So I went to a McDonald's and had something to eat, and then I went back to the uh, re- National Refuge and. Walked that one trail again to see if I could find any birds because it was still early in the morning. Well, I shouldn't say early. It was uh, 11 11 o'clock was still earlier than I when I was there before. But it was, you know, earlier than, you know, early enough. But I didn't see any birds there. So then um, I eventually came back to the hotel. It was in the afternoon. And again, took another nap because I was so tired from, well, and I had walked a lot, walked around a lot too. Each day I closed my exercise ring and my move ring. It was like no problem at all. Um, And then the next day, well, that evening I was doing more research and trying to find places to go see birds along this island. And I found this place called the Saxis National, no, it wasn't national, uh, Saxis, Was it wildlife something? I I can't remember what it was. But I just remember the name, Saxis, S-A-X-I-S. Oh, that's what it was, Saxis Saxis Wildlife Management Area. And it was on the bay side. um, And it was like a 30-minute drive from my hotel. And I'm like, I can do that. I've got all day. I'm not doing anything. So so that was... um, the boat thing was on Saturday. And then on Sunday, which would be my last full day of bird watching, I drove out to this Saxis wildlife, um, what I say? Management area. And it really, all it was was like a, a little dock. And there was like a, a, a oyster uh, processing thing going on there. And this, I went out there early, like at eight o'clock in the morning. And um, I pulled up and there was like this, parking area it was all full of sand and I thought, just you know just what I would need is to get my car stuck in the sand but I didn't but um there along there there were uh, not shouldn't say a whole bunch but there were a, a good number of birds like um on the dock and on the little posts that stick up out of the water and stuff and I got some really good pictures there so um, I was really pleased because there was a bird there that I had never seen before, never photographed before. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to get that." So sure enough, I did. Um, so then I did that, and that it was such a small area. I, I was only there for like a half an hour, and then I um, looked up to find another place to go. And because um, you know, on my GPS, I can click on, I can tap on um, points of interest, and then choose parks, and then it will bring up a list of all the parks within. I don't know. 100 miles of where you are. And um, it brought up Wallops Island, which is out there. But when I drove to it, it was closed. They're doing uh, construction or something there. And right next, like right across the street from that, is the NASA launch place. I don't know if you were, if you've been paying attention to the, uh, well, there was supposed to be a launch yesterday, but that wasn't where I was, but that was a, the place where I was—that's where I think that's where they do the um, SpaceX launches. But it was a NASA center, and you can see they had these big satellite things, and you saw the launch pads. They had like two different launch pads there, just as you're driving by on the road. So um, I just looked at that; I didn't stop or anything. Then I drove back to the uh, Chincoteague National uh, Refuge, whatever that thing was. I can't remember all these names. Um, and decided to drive down to what's called Tom's Cove, which is a different area. Drove down there, walked around, um, took a couple pictures. I think I saw a blue heron. Um, yeah, I think I didn't, th- don't think I saw too much. Came back to the hotel. Um, I guess it was not too long after lunch, I guess it was, maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon, came back to the hotel, put my pictures on the, because I brought my laptop, put my pictures on the laptop and went through all the birds that I found. And um, Because I take like hundreds of pictures, but you get like two, you know, uh, two really decent pictures of the birds um, out of all those pictures that you take. Now, um, I ended up getting 10 uh, new birds that I had not gotten before ten or 11, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, oh, 11. 11 birds that I had not had before. Now I'm going to name some of them, and you may or may not know them at all. But um, one was called a double crested cormorant. Cormorant. That was a. I thought it was a beautiful bird, but when I showed my husband the picture, he said, "Oh, that's an ugly bird." But I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it was a big bird. Um, oh, that. Oh, it is only 10, that bird. I don't even know what that one is, so I haven't done my research on that one. Um, Then I saw a white ibis flying in the sky, an immature loon, a lesser black-backed gull, um, snowy egret, um, American oyster catcher, a belted kingfisher, a brown-headed gull, Then I saw three brown pelicans flying. And my favorite bird that I found was a common tern. It's got a beautiful orange beak. Um, So I got 10 new birds to add to my list. So now I'm going to be like at 46 So when I I have to put them on my website and stuff. Um, So I was really, really pleased. I thought, you know, the first day or so, or the first day, I thought, oh, my God, I'm not going to see any birds on this trip. But I ended up having 10 birds. And then um, Monday, I drove home. And uh, said, "I'm never going back to that hotel." Which I will never go back to that hotel. When I was driving around, I saw that there was actually a Marriott um, Fairfield Inn and Suites. And I thought, and it looked like it was a brand new building. And I thought, "Oh my god, I should have stayed there." But it was probably going to be just as expensive, if not more. So anyway, and knowing that I should be should have gone at a different time of the year. If I go back, I will definitely go either in this early spring, like. Um, not early spring, but like uh, end of April, beginning of May, or wait until like the first week in October. The lady said um, at the visitor center that lots of birds are flying over and they're resting on on Chincoteague and Aztec Island because that's like a big chunk of open green area and they need a place to rest so they land there and you can see lots of different birds at that time. So next time, you know, now I know better not to go in the middle of summer or, or the end of the summer when the prices are still so freaking expensive for a shitty hotel. <laughs> oh my God, now I've been talking too long. But Dave will like What Dave will like it. I do want to tell you about another story. Um, and this is about my parking space. So I live in a high-rise building, my husband and I. He owns his parking space in our parking lot. I rent a parking space in my parking lot in our parking lot, um, because I nobody sells them. They're not they're never for sale, so I can't buy one, Um, and they're all taken. So, anyway, I've been parking in this parking space for like five years now, and I at the beginning of August, like literally August first, I think it was August second, I got an email from the lady who owns the parking space, and she said. We're moving back into the building and I need to have my parking space back as of September 1st. And I was like, oh shit, now I have to park on the street because I don't have a parking space. Um, so I was really upset about that because I had just redone my registration for my car and I purposely did not buy the residential parking permit because I said, I have this parking space. I don't know why I'm wasting money on this um, parking permit, which allows you to park on the street. Um, without getting a ticket or whatever, especially in in your zone, like I'm in zone three. So anywhere in zone three, I can park on the street without getting a ticket anyway. And I, cause I did that back in June. I renewed my, my registration for my car and I did not buy the residential parking permit. And I was like, and then I got this um, and that was like July 28th. And then August 2nd, I got this email saying, you're losing your parking space. Now I was like, "Son of a bitch!" So my husband's like, "You can park in my space, and I'll park on the street." And I'm like, "No, you own that parking space. That's your parking space. And you know, you're the one who's still working, so you should have a parking space. You shouldn't have to fight on for the street parking. Although I shouldn't say that. It's very easy to park on the street. There's always open parking spaces. So um, I had to go back onto the DMV, the DC DMV website, and try to find out if I can, you know, get. Uh, residential parking permit, even though I just renewed my registration. Well, um, my old parking permit didn't expire until July 28th, so um, I couldn't, like on that day, I couldn't buy one. So when I got the email, I was like, well, should I have to buy one? So I had to go on there and I thought at first, the way I read it, I thought I had to actually go to the DMV and do it in person, and that was going to be well, anybody knows having to go to the DMV. Well, DC DMV is even worse because they are a bunch of dumb shits there and they are very slow. Um, so I was like, oh, I've got to be able to avoid going to the DMV. And then I found um, a thing on the website that was specifically for residential parking permits. And if you had an expired one, you could go ahead and, and buy a new one. So I paid $100 for a parking permit and... I was hoping that it would come before... Because I only did it last week. (laughs) And I was hoping that it would come before September 1st because then I could park on the street and not use up. Because our plan was that if... Oops, I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Um, The plan was that I was going to park in my husband's spot until I got my parking permit and he was going to park on the street Um, until this thing, the new uh, new parking permit showed up. Anyway, so um, that's what I was going to do. But... Since I did it last week, they said it would take 10 days. Well, yesterday in the mail, Monday, only a week It was like a week later. Maybe it was not even a week because I did that on Tuesday. I got back on Monday. I did that on Tuesday last week, and um, the thing showed up yesterday in the mail. So today I'm going to put it on my car, and I can park on the street and not bother my husband with his parking space. But now I have to park on the street. I hate parking on the street. Um, But, you know, our building doesn't come with, Parking spaces unless you own them. So I I would have to buy one or use my husband's. So there's that. Um, so that was my losing my parking space little story. Um, last thing I want to tell you about is I've been catching up on podcasts because I'm walking every day now. It's been nine days in a row that I've walked minimum of two miles, sometimes like 2.3 miles or something like that. I've done them all on the treadmill because I can't walk out in that horrible heat like Big Fatty always complains about. So I walk on the treadmill down in our exercise room. Um, So I've been walking every day. Where was I going with that? Oh, so I'm listening to podcasts while I'm walking. And today I caught up on all the big fatty shows because, as you know, he dropped four episodes on one day when he found a a place to upload his shows because of his lack of Wi-Fi and connection on his Cruise of a Lifetime. I don't know if you're all listening to that or not, but I have been listening and I was very jealous of that cruise ship because they went to places that I want to go to. For example, um, and especially because I was um, following um, Dr. Stone's instagram where he posts pictures he's been posting pictures some not not a whole lot but some um from the cruise and he posted about um going to uh santorini greece now my my niece uh, when she graduated from college she went to greece and went to santorini and the views are just gorgeous there. that's the part of the island that has um all those white buildings and uh I mean, it just looks beautiful, especially in the sun. Um, so anyway, I uh, I should try to find him, but I'll know, You know, I'll never be able to find him while I'm doing this. So I shouldn't fool with that right now. But the pictures of Santorini just—I got so jealous. I'm like, oh my god, I want to go there so bad because it's so beautiful. But um, I'm I'm not um, I'm not too keen still on going on a cruise right now. I'll still wait a while for that. But um, I'm I, I'm glad that uh, Big Fatty is back and, uh, well, I think he's back now. Or maybe he's back on land, um, at, back the, out there. I don't know. We'll see because I didn't, I did listen to today's show. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he is, uh, he, maybe he is home. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I'm caught up on his show. I have two of um, Adam's shows to uh, listen to. I think I just have two. And then today's. But um, I'm caught up on those. And then I have a whole bunch of true crime podcasts to listen to. I think I have a big uh, or a little fatty cast to listen to. But anyway, my point is that now that I'm walking again every day, I am catching up on all the podcasts. And before you know it, I'll be asking, what can I listen to? So we'll get to that. Um, Let's see. The weekend, nothing special happened on the weekend. Uh, we went, uh, to wineries with our, some wine friends, a gay couple that we hang out with lately. Um, then on Sunday we just went grocery shopping and then my husband started back to work on Monday and today's only Tuesday. (laughs) So that's it. That's all I have for today. Uh, Dave in Texas Thanks again for the voicemail I appreciate it And this one's a little bit long too It's 32, 33 minutes Oh my gosh (laughs) Excuse me I am so sorry Now I sound like Big Fatty Anyway uh, That's all I have for today Thanks again for listening And staying subscribed And until next time Bye (laughs)